page 1566 of the Church Bibles. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark chapter 8, beginning at verse 27. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way he asked them, Who do people say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. Who do you? But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, you are the Messiah. This is the Gospel of the Lord. What's in a name? But an awful lot. Shakespeare puts these words into the mouth of Othello in the play. Whoso steals my money steals trash. But whosoever steals my good name makes me very poor indeed. Names are important. And biblical names, particularly in the Old Testament, were very important. Not only were they a means of identifying someone, but they also informed on that person's character. For example, or Adam or Adam in Hebrew means from the earth. Eve or Eve means mother. Avraham in Hebrew, Abraham. Father of the nation. Sarah means princess. Yitzhak, or Isaac, about whom we heard this evening, means laughing boy. Don't worry, I'm not going to go right through the Bible telling you all of them. But can you see what I'm getting at? That the names that we meet in the Bible not only identify the people, but give us something of their origin and something of their character. It's very pertinent that in the New Testament, uh, Jesus Christ himself renamed Simon. He said, your name shall be Petros, Peter, Greek word for rock, because on this rock, I will build my church. And then in tonight's reading from the Mark and Gospel, I think it was chapter eight, wasn't it? Who, are, who do you say I am? You are the Messiah. You are the Christ, Messiah in Greek, Christus in Latin. And they both mean the same thing. You are God's anointed one. And so Christ, Messiah, means exactly that. Now Moses, the the Hebrew word is Moshe, and it means out of the wilderness. And when he met, well, when he heard the theophany, he heard in the burning bush when that voice told him to go to Egypt to rescue uh, the Israelites from the Pharaoh, he had to ask, who shall I say sent me? And so we get one of the first of the nine names in the Bible that God gives to himself. And he says, tell them, 
Egoime sent you. Egoime means I am. I am everything. I am the beginning and the end. Now our focus this evening is very firmly fixed on one of the other names that God gives for himself in the Bible, and it's the one we heard tonight, Yahweh Ire, God will provide. You know, life for Abraham had never been easy. He was a man of wealth, a man of land, a man of stature, settled, secured, and then he's called to give it all up and to follow God, to follow God's leading to a promised land. What faith he must have had, what belief he must have had in Yahweh Ireh, God will provide. And that leads me to action. How often do we feel called to change direction, to give things up? Do we do it reluctantly or do we do it in the strong faith that God will provide? He certainly did for Abraham and he led him over many years to that promised land. Although when he got there, it was not quite flowing with milk and honey as he'd been promised. Mother Teresa was born in Macedonia. And at the age of 18, she was called by God to become uh, a nun, to become a sister uh, of uh, a convent, to leave everything. And at the age of 18, she left her family joined the convent, the Sisters of Loreto, and interestingly came to Ireland, went to Ireland to study. Uh, and then she, in 1929, she went back to India, where she taught in one of the convent schools. It was the school of St. Teresa. That's where it informed Teresa Avila that she took her name from in the end. It was a school in Darjeeling. It was a very nice, very, very posh school, lovely children, middle class, upper class, very nice life, three meals a day, lovely room to stay in. But in 1941, as she looked out of the window, she could see outside the bounds of the school that those Indian people were actually living in cardboard boxes, as indeed many of them still do. And it was then that she experienced her call within a call to leave all that comfortable life behind, including uh, the convent uh, habit, and just to take on a sari and help the poor. And the way God called her to help the poor was by living amongst them. And so she did give everything up, and she went out there to live amongst them. God will provide. That was her faith. That was her belief. And indeed, he did provide for her throughout her life. When she died in March 1997, the order that she'd formed, the Sisters of Poverty, had 4,000 sisters, 300 uh, units, 300 premises, and 610 centres in 123 countries. And so I think if we look to assert four examples to assure us that God 
if he calls us to a certain cause of action, he will provide. Every priest, I'm sure, will speak of a calling to ordained ministry. Often people in highly paid jobs will give it all up and step into the unknown with the faith in Yahweh Hire, God will provide. Now back to Abraham. He didn't have a child by his wife. Uh, in those days, if you couldn't have a child by your wife, you were allowed to have children by your servants, which he had done. But he hadn't had a child by his wife. And of course, as it was then, as it is now in the Jewish faith, that is a cause of great sadness. Because it is a feeling, if you don't produce a male child, that God has not blessed your union. And then in his tent, he was visited by three strangers who told him, Abraham, you and your wife will have a child. Now, Sarah was in her 90s, and he fell off his seat laughing. Hence, when the child was born, Yitzhak was his name, because Isaac laughed. They also told him that his heirs would be greater than the number of the stars in the and the grains of sand on the seashore. His child was born, as I said. God did provide, and they called him Itzak, laughing boy. Now he was a very content old man with a son. Everything in the garden was rosy. Oh no, oh no. Abraham had one more test of his faith. Take your son, said God, to the top of Mount Moriah and sacrifice him there to me. Can you imagine that, being told to sacrifice your eldest son? So you see, even in advancing years, we never know what is round the corner to test our own faith and our own belief that God will provide climbing the mountain with everything needed for a sacrifice until little Isaac suddenly realizing, Dad, where's the lamb for the sacrifice? God will provide, my son, said Abraham. I can imagine him, he himself being churned up, little Isaac being very uh, disconsolate. God will provide. I can imagine him saying that. Well, Abraham was about to Take the knife. Isaac was tied up on the altar. The knife was raised. It was about to come down when suddenly, stop! Well, Abraham, Abraham, it was said in your translation of the Bible. Don't sacrifice your son. You've passed the test with flying colors. God will provide, said the angel. And there was a ram caught in a thicket. God had provided Last week, I officiated at the burial of a five-day-old baby. And the young couple who were the parents were not very convinced that God did provide. Well, in their eyes, he had provided. And then he had taken away again. I spent lots of time talking with them. And it's very difficult to actually talk to a couple who've just lost a five-day-old baby. 
But when I was thinking about what to say at the funeral last Tuesday, I gave it lots of thought. And whenever you're preparing a sermon, I was always taught that you should have one word. Today it was two. God will provide. No, that's three, isn't it? But a sure word on Tuesday was assurance. Assurance of the Christian belief in the kingdom of heaven and of eternal life. But even more importantly, God will provide, and he will provide the love and the support that you need to get through this tragedy. God will provide the love through which you will have children. I'm sure they were in their very early 30s. We cannot always explain the ways of God, but be assured, Yahweh God will provide. Well, as I said at the beginning, what's in a name? In that name is the assurance that whatever we do, whatever we face, whatever we encounter, have faith that God will provide. Yahweh Ireh.